Good morning, everyone. Um, this is the Environment Podcast. It's Axel here. Um, today, we're going to uh, have our second guest, uh, Victor from Brazil. And uh, he's going to talk about uh, the oceans as a new space uh, for human societies. Uh, if you may introduce yourself, uh, um, Victor, we will be pleased to listen more about you. Hello, Axel. First of all, thank you so very much for inviting me, for having me here. Uh, it's definitely an honor and I feel very flattered to be here in your, in your show. And uh, yeah, like you say, I'm Victor. My name is Victor Correa. I come from Brazil. I'm currently developing a PhD in the area of uh, ocean sustainability. And uh, I'm, I'm actually studying a very specific uh, area of the ocean that we call uh, the Blue Amazon in reference of the, of what we can call the, the Green Amazon. So, which is a, a very a large area, actually roughly the size half of Brazil. And uh, in this, uh, we are trying to see how can the Brazilian Navy implement sustainability policies in this area. It's an area actually roughly 5 million kilometers squares. So we are, we are talking here about a large area, although compared to the, the total ocean area in the world, is nothing. So in a nutshell, that, that's what I'm studying. Thank you, Victor, for your introduction. Um, um, we can now move on to our first question to you, and uh, which will be, um, how will uh, rising sea levels impact uh, the future of oceans? Oh, that's, that's definitely a major issue. I, I will not say that uh, if, if you allow me to rephrase the question, the question should be phrased like, not only the, the, the future of the oceans, but the future of the oceans and the land mass as well. Because as you know, the process of raising sea levels is due to climate change, global warming. And what happens in the sea, in the water molecule is that the water molecule duplicates itself. So creating more water. And uh, first of all, this has an ecological impact because some fauna and flora that, that exists on the sea uh, will disappear because there is a large quantity of uh, fresh water driven by the melting ice into the sea, which is not proper for these fisheries or these uh, seaweeds or any other any other animal that, uh, that is on the sea to survive, but also to the coastal areas. And uh, this, is, this is nothing that any city in the coastal area cannot avoid. Because if you have a, a major larger city, they will suffer immediately consequences. And if you see today cities like uh, Jakarta in Indonesia, or, or even Miami, if you, if you remember four years ago, uh, a huge storm that 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 hit the the Caribbean, and Miami, Miami suffered immediately, and you could see the flooding that uh, that caused in in the in, in the inner city of Miami, and this is very alarming. So the the, the raising of of uh, of the sea waters is not only a problem for the ocean, but is a problem for from the landmass as well, and this will cut it. This will cut. Uh, life 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 streamings uh, of many places in the world 
And I can tell you more that Brazil, for example, we have not only the Amazon forest, but we also have the Atlantic forest. And uh, the Atlantic forest will be vanished away immediately, as well as major Brazilian cities like my own city, which is Vitoria, cities like Rio de Janeiro, and uh, any other cities in Brazil, because the majority of the Brazilian population lives on the coastline. So we will have this cut by half. And we are talking about not far away from here. We're talking about 50, 100 years in the future. So it's a very alarming process. And it's a process that everybody should pay attention on. Thank you very much, Victor. It's insightful to learn more about uh, how this climate change will impact on um, both oceans, and especially as you mentioned, the landmass, because it will have clear repercussions on how we, the societies and peoples, move, migrate, and integrate each other, and um, definitely will have a profound political impact. Uh, I would like to move uh, on uh, to my second question which uh, uh, is what ways do you think uh, oceans can oceans become a new space uh, for societies what are the main solutions what are uh, the possibilities and uh, what can be uh, the future developments uh, regarding that that's a very interesting question actually this question is could be the main question of my research how the oceans can be a new space of society so the ocean we, has been always a space of society. However, society always used the ocean as a mean economic and transportation means. Economic means is clear, right? We fish from it, we, we collect um, mole, uh, we collect uh, seafood, fish, uh, all, all kinds of eggs uh, and seaweed, which in also even jewelry, minerals, nowadays even more minerals, uh, hydrocarbons, gas and oil from, from the bottom of the ocean. And this is easily transformed into an economic mean. Uh, also in parallel, the ocean is being like a huge highway throughout the centuries has been a huge highway. If it was not because of the ocean, men could not have crossed to one continent to the other would be not impossible, but very difficult. Uh, and therefore, the ocean has been always present in human being, in human civilization society. However, we've always see the ocean as a space of either economic, either as a transportation, and more recently as a, as a betting place, a place of uh, a place of having fun. I myself, I'm a surfer. I go to the ocean almost every week to surf and to enjoy it. However, what I'm trying to bring in my research is that the ocean, we have to rediscover the ocean. Of course, we have to continue to see the ocean as a space of uh, economic extraction. We have a space of transportation as a communication place. Of course, as a betting place, a place of, 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 of to have fun and, and enjoy yourself, but also see the ocean, how it can be requalified in order to face sustainability challenges that the world is facing today. And this means to see the ocean in an interpretational point of view, see the ocean, how can we use the ocean in order to in order to, 
to propel and inject more more sustainability for the for the planet and this requires a new vision for example i'm studying a, a geographer his name is philip stedenberg he's an american guy and he proposes he he, he this new theory that uh, we have to readapt what we have in order to extract uh, new benefits for the ocean and this means what this means that for example the brazilian navy the brazilian navy should not be seen as a as a navy to 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 engage in warfare but also as it has now the capabilities to be on the ocean almost 100% of the time so it could also engage in sustainable development. So using the Navy, restructuring the Navy capacity from warfare to create development. Because as uh, as you know, nowadays, I'm, I'm certain that you know even better than me because you're a guy from the geopolitics, that uh, uh, warfare state against state is every year is getting less and less and diminishing. Today, if you talking thinking about armed conflicts, Armed conflicts doesn't go anymore to a state against one state. We have recently, of course, the case uh, Armenia against uh, Azerbaijan, but this is in the 21st century, in my point of view, is very, um, it's very rare. Today, of course, we fight an invisible, uh, invisible enemy, which you, you can call non-state actors, terrorism, etc. And especially a country which is a, such a peaceful country as Brazil, uh, we don't see it that we have an immediate threat from another state and we have a powerful navy that is lying there, of course, doing all the necessary all the necessary arrangements that is foreseen by the constitution, which is uh, guard, guard our oceans. However, not, not doesn't go beyond that. Of course, we have some, some here and there, United Nations mandate. I, I remember one now, which is, has the Brazilian command in Lebanon, in the waters of Lebanon. But uh, using the, the, the apparatus of the Navy as a oceanographic research, oceanographic vessels that the Navy has to bring about, to help, to help society, to engage more with the ocean, to rethink how society can be on the ocean, to, to rethink new ways of making business in the ocean, not only the traditional business, that, that, that will be a very interesting point to, to continue to think about and continue to analyze it. Because I believe that uh, not the landmass, but uh, the water space that the ocean provides can also be a very attractive thing for the future. And if you want to be in this sustainable way, and if you want to conserve the earth as it is, the ocean is the way future for sure. Thank you very much. Uh, and. Uh... It's uh, very interesting uh, also to learn more uh, from a geopolitical standpoint uh, uh, how uh, states uh, can deploy their navies and uh, uh, use them for uh, environmental driven policies, which would address uh, serious risks, which are also security risks, because exactly. uh, it's not possible to ensure human security if not mm, climate security is addressed and uh, sustained as well. And uh, the Brazilian case definitely provides a useful uh, topic and uh, a point uh, of interest also for other states uh, all over the world, which uh, have similar geographical conformations and whose navies 
would uh, have also to follow suit the, spe the specific uh, potential case. Uh, in that regard, I would like to move uh, to our final question, which uh, is apparently simple, but probably uh, also the most tricky one in the context of uh, the ocean uh, as a future for humanity and uh, beyond. Uh, do you think humans can colonize the oceans? Because we know uh, we have, the, as you mentioned, the oceans have been the means to move societies and uh, uh, for migration that have been uh, spaces for colonizations, but they've never been the actual space. Uh, what do you think could happen and will happen in the future decades, centuries as well? Yes, that, that's a very interesting question, actually. I would say the most philosophic questions among the questions you have uh, given to me, because this goes to the beginning, to the first principle. When, when humans step into the ocean, the primitive humans, uh, start the, 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 the globalization and colonization process, right? Uh, humans, they have they've always been colonizing the the ocean the ocean affair is not a, it hasn't stopped the colonization process hasn't stopped and is still going on we, we have lived different stages in the history of colonization of the ocean of course uh, until the 20th century permanent permanent staying in the ocean was not possible so it was a a, a breakthrough that happened last century but throughout throughout the throughout the the history of the world humans have always um, engaged into several milestones that uh, uh, allowed what we have today which is permanent uh, permanent stay in the ocean uh, we have we've engaged in several in several voyages but uh, these voyages always had well, a point A and a point B, and the human had to stop in this point B, which is always land. However, in the last century, we managed to stay permanently on the ocean. I believe that since the mid 20 year, the, 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 second, the second half of the, of the second decade of the 20th century, humans have been always on the ocean without leaving it, which is, if you think about it, it's quite amazing. Because before that, humans have to always travel from one landmass to another landmass. Okay, and that, that's, all, that's, that's already an amazing feature. But since the, the second decade of the 20th century, humans actually established themselves in the ocean without the need to go back to land. And we, we have permanent settlings all over the world. Of course, you, 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 it's not nothing. It's nothing of these futuristic things that you see on movies, and uh, and you read in books of of uh, uh, science uh, of science science fiction. But uh, it's always always remarkable things like uh, oil stations, you know, oil stations digging oil. You have uh, shipments. You cannot see the world. There is not one point that there is no uh, a boat or ship on the surface of the ocean. You have all the time, 100% everywhere in the world. And unfortunately, like, we, like we've already discussed, the, 
the increasing of uh, water uh, in, in, in the oceans is allowing that uh, the ice poles are melting. So even on the ice poles nowadays, it's possible to include the human presence where, where, where before was covered by ice and impossible due to the, the climatary conditions of the extreme cold. Nowadays, we have, we have uh, scientific and even uh, commercial endeavors to these areas. And I believe that uh, in the future, it will be even underwater, uh, underwater enterprises in order to dig the, the, the rare minerals that we have, that we have in, in specific locations of the oceans. So I believe that human, human colonization of the ocean is indeed possible. And if, if, we, talk, if we talk to some architectural, architectural and civil engineers, uh, vanguard people, they will say that even colonizations in the aspect of living in these areas would, would be possible. You could develop small cities uh, in, in places far away from, from any, any land mass area on top and below the, the ocean, which is in my perspective, very interesting and uh, time uh, that takes our imagination further. Thank you very much for these detailed answers. And uh, they have addressed uh, from a comprehensive standpoint uh, the issue we want to talk about today. Um, I would like to move uh, more uh, and to dig uh, more into your personal story, your personal background experience. Uh, uh, you are a, currently a PhD researcher on uh, ocean studies. And uh, um, I was wondering, um, how did you get passionate about maritime environments? Yes, of course. Uh, the sea has been always with me in my life. You know, I was born in Brazil, I was born in an island. And uh, even though doesn't, if you are there, you're not, you don't have the feeling that you are in an island because today this island is connected with three bridges to the mainland. I still, I can say that I was born in an island and uh, I, I always live very near the ocean. And for me, go to the ocean was like everyday thing. And I cannot live, today I can say that I cannot live very far away from the ocean. I lived while I was in university. I went to Portugal later on in my life. I kept living in Lisbon near the ocean, but I went to study in the mountains. And this, the, this year I, I did my, my undergraduate in the mountains, I felt the need still to connect to the, to the, to the ocean and the ocean was always present in, in my mind and in my heart, of course. And one day I remember I was in my first year of university and uh, a professor, a professor of history, he was my professor of contemporary history and he he came to do to, to to our class and said look this is my phd i i, I wrote a phd on the portuguese discoveries in the west africa area and in the maritime zones and i said i thought to myself on that day if one day i will do a phd it has to be something related to the sea and to the ocean and uh, this was kept in my mind but I, I never actually pursued actively, oh, I have to do, I have to do a PhD on the ocean. Back then, I actually a little forgot a little bit about this PhD, my, my if, the PhD in itself. And then later on, I, I, when I moved to the Netherlands, I think I, I found my professor here, my supervisor professor, and she was already conducting a research on the Brazilian Blue Amazon. 
which is the what the Brazilian Navy calls the 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 sea, the Brazilian Sea. And one thing leads to the other. I she proposed me to do a master research in this area, and from the master we jumped to the PhD, which I'm still doing, and I hope to finalize next year. That's interesting to learn more about uh, your experience and uh, how you got into this uh, research field, which uh, I would say is uh, un probably underestimated also for uh, economic and the societal potential of the oceans, but also um, has been seen uh, more from a scientific lens. If we think about political science, uh, we need to rethink territoriality. We need to look at space as potential and powerful dimension to address for policymakers and uh, uh, everybody who's interested in learning how societies would interact for the future years of humankind. Also considering explorations which uh, could be comparable the space uh, during the space age uh, to the old age of explorations in the uh, so-called early modern age, even though that was from a purely Western perspective. Um, I would like to ask you another question which uh, as a future and current uh, expert researcher on a climate on the climate crisis is a, uh, an aspect, a key one. Uh, how do you see the climate crisis affecting our uh, young generations, especially regarding the ocean? Oh, I, I, I see impacting everywhere. Uh, the climate crisis is something that we we've have to be concerned. Um, my point of view that we should not uh, we should not try to tackle all the areas in the climate crisis. I believe that it will be impossible. One person try to solve everything. So I I, I just uh, I wish that uh, each single one of young people out there takes for them what is most important. Some of the people thinks that urbanism and how urbanism can improve sustainability and uh, and helping build better housing conditions and more sustainable in a more sustainable way take that if other people think that deforestation and uh, the burning of forests and trees will be important things so take take this direction i myself i'm very engaged with the ocean i feel very comfortable with with the waves and the seawater and the salt water i, I, I would i would say that i, I could do my share part investigating and uh, and acting and towards the sea and uh, and i hope that my message goes to everybody that they should take action and choose uh, an area that they like and uh, do a little bit and everybody does a little bit it's going to be a lot indeed and um, you were Talking about uh, sharing a message, uh, taking action, uh, which is also, if you consider that through the lens of the current climate movement, uh, uh, makes me wonder, uh, what would you like uh, to achieve uh, um, in the long term, also in the short term uh, with your PhD research on the ocean sustainability? What is your end goal? My first end goal is to be approved. <laughs> I want it to be approved. Let's see if I can manage to do it. But my main, my main, my main goal, my main telos would be that with my, my research, 
we we can start slowly. I'm not. I'm, I know that's not gonna be like a, a fundamental point. You know where where it's gonna be a revolutionary. No, it's nothing of that. I just want to see how it's the thought of military navies towards thinking how they can change. How can they? How can they? Instead of paying too much attention into the canals of their boats, more in the in the sonars that they have installed, more in the radars that they have installed, in towards mapping, constructing legislation, and acting towards a strategy that can use their material, their already existing material, which is high-tech material, towards sustainable development, towards bringing society to the ocean doing this connection because I believe the Navy is the bone, the Navy is the bridge that can bring a landmass to the sea, society to the sea. And that's what uh, I, I, my aim is, you know, and let's see, let's see if it's possible or not. Definitely, there will also be a point of uh, further investigation and research and analysis from uh, researchers, policymakers, and uh, uh, also um, other stakeholders such as businesses and uh, individuals who are interested to make positive change for the climate and uh, the ocean as an environment in the future. Uh, it's been a pleasure to learn more about uh, your research, Victor. Uh, it's uh, also been very interesting to delve into such a delicate uh, environmental issue, which uh, makes us questioning also the sustainability of our working model of our security policies and also economic framework which is currently in place worldwide as we know this is a fundamental space for the future of humanity it's expanding whether we like it or not so we we need to take action and to address this problem as soon as possible and we hoped uh, with uh, uh, this episode to raise uh, a little bit more awareness about the situation of oceans and uh, we thank you for coming and joining us today to the environment podcast uh, in that regard i would like uh, to mention that environment is going to invite uh, other guests also addressing the climate change uh, issue and uh, we will tackle this issue from different angles and standpoints uh, so uh, please subscribe to the podcast and uh, keep yourself posted uh, with uh, our uh, upcoming publications uh, because information matters. Thanks for listening.